Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Bagels and Bad Beats, hour number two with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Our toll-free telephone number, as always, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. You want to email me, go to my website, hit the contact, Scott icon, and fire away. Keeping an eye on the golf as our guy actually tees off in about an hour and a half, and that's uh, Jordan Spieth, who yesterday we gave you as our lock of the weekend to make the cut. I, I still, I, you know, 24 hours later, I, I still, and you know why it's going to happen is because I didn't put any couple, uh, shekels on it. I, I I forgot. You know, I got done the show, and I did a couple of things, and I kind of forgot, and, and just, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You know, take a little nap, wake up, it's around 11 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, what the fudge, I forgot to do that. And lo and behold, he shoots a nice three under, 67 yesterday, he's three under par, uh, tied for 33rd place, not out of the woods yet. I mean, he, he's more than capable of shooting a 75, and with the numbers as they are right now, they're going to be low. So you got to hope he shoots, you would think par one over, two over will get or uh, for today uh, would get it done as long as he's one under. Right now, one under would put him tied for 79th, and that figures to be the cut line because um, it jumps from a whopping tied for 79th at one under par to even to tied for 107th. So there are a slew, you know, 20 plus golfer, 30 golfers. Um, roughly 30 golfers at uh, minus one. So I, and I'm figuring that's so we got a couple of shots to play with with Jordan. So he's looking pretty, pretty good. So that was, again, our lock of the weekend. So cross your fingers uh, on that. And then we also got our three golfers that, the you know, our best guy is uh, Tony, or uh, check that, the Jason Day at 80 to one. Uh, he's at minus three, seven shots back as uh, Mackenzie Hughes shot a 10 under yesterday. Uh, we're a ways away from cashing that ticket, but the speed ticket is our best one. All right, a lot to get to. Newsgate, baseball stuff, uh, more of that, more NBA stuff as well, all coming up on a Friday edition of Bagels and Bad SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagels and 
Bad Beats on a Friday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Officer Fix. Email me, go to my website, hit the contact, Scott Acon, and uh, fire away. Uh, let us see, let us see. Let me uh, do a little NBA before we get to Andy in San Antonio, who's on the line, uh, actually in Saudi Arabia, so... Uh, Andy, hold on there. We'll get to you in a sec. First up, uh, four-letter network reported that uh, rats are one in the NBA. Uh, why so? They're going to use local, state, and federal law enforcement. You know, the whole country is defunding the police, and the ESPN is saying, that's okay, uh, and the NBA is saying, that's okay, we'll, we'll take them. Uh, they're going to use all those folks to secure the Orlando bubble, in addition to former special operations forces. Are you kidding me? I mean, they're making this thing out like it's, uh, you know, the holy grail of, oh, my God, you leave this bubble, you know, you're going to be crucified. It's electricity outside. It's like the walking dead. You can't leave the compound. Otherwise, they're going to eat you alive. What do you... I mean, local officials, state officials, federal officials, former special operations forces. It's an NBA season, for goodness sake. It's a playoff. You know, eight games that end up just a postseason. I mean, well, what's going to happen? And, and they're asking for people to kind of chime in as well as they're implementing, according to the four-letter network, other security measures in order to ensure that people stay inside the bubble. I don't know what those other, you know, security measures are, but I'm guessing having people rat out on people. You know, you're out in a bar, you, maybe you go undercover, you put a wig on, you put a mustache and beard on. I, you know, I don't know how these guys are going to do it. You know, some of these NBA athletes are so dopey, they'll just go out, you know, uh, without any kind of uh, cover-up, if you will. So what happens? You know, th that's always my next question. Okay, you know, you want to believe in the rules? Forget about LeBron James seemingly breaking the rules, practicing with all his teammates. We're not going to, you know, enforce those rules. But once we get the league underway, then all of a sudden we're going to decide to enforce the rules. Okay, so what happens if Joe Schmo decides he's going to try and sneak out? He's sick and tired of staying in Orlando inside the hotel. He's just got to get out. He needs fresh air. You know, he just wants to go undercover have a nice drink or smoke a cigar, whatever the case may be, outside the boundaries of whatever it's going to be. What's going to happen if he gets caught? You know, is he going to be suspended? Is he going to be kicked out because he's broken quarantine? Maybe that's it. And you know, maybe I'll answer my own question. And, and maybe the NBA, and this is probably all they have to do, really. Instead of all this mumbo-jumbo, local, state, federal, special operations, you know, uh, bring in uh, every Tom, Dick, and Harry all they really probably need to tell the player is, listen, we're going to enforce it. We've hired a bunch of people, and we're going to watch over these hotels. We cannot have you guys walking around. We just can't, because the more you guys walk around town, the more you're going to get exposed to possibly having the virus, and then you're going to bring it back home, if you will, and you're going to expose everybody else, and, and the whole team is going to come down with the virus, and you're not going to have a basketball team anymore. So you just can't do it. And if you do... If we catch you off campus, if you will, then you get quarantined for 14 days. I would think that would be enough for a player to say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to risk doing it if I'm going to have to sit out for 14 days. Uh, rather than all this other stuff, like I said, I would think that would be enough. And, and I think that's a fair you know, punishment. You know, we're not trying to slap your hand here. We're not holding a gun to your head, but we're just telling you as it is, you know. If you go out, you're going to get exposed. We just can't, we can't have that, you know. 
Because what would happen? I mean, think about the, you know, the logistics of it all. I'm waiting for the the, the shoe to drop. I, I really am. You know, me being Mr. Optimistic here. But if a team comes down and one guy has it and he spreads it to the entire team, what's the NBA going to do? Forfeit all those games? What if it's a playoff game? What if it's, uh, you know, game two or three? Hell, one if you want. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a game seven. What if it's game one of an NBA playoff series and the whole team has come down with the virus because some dope decides he's going to walk around town? You're going to forfeit that series? What if they're all asymptomatic? What if no one's showing any symptoms whatsoever? You know, what if it's a prominent team? What if it's the Lakers or the Bucks or the Celtics? Pick a club that, uh, you know, uh, ESPN is paying a gazillion dollars and ABC is paying a gazillion dollars to the league for. You think the league is going to allow them to sit down the L.A. Lakers or Toronto Raptors or, you know, Boston Celtics or Clippers? I kind of doubt it, but. You know, that's what they're opening themselves up to. And that's what they really have to press upon these players. You cannot do it. Don't threaten them. You know, haven't they learned by now? You can't make threats. The more you threat, the more it's a challenge to these bird brains. And the more they'll say, ah, we'll sneak out. No big deal. You know what? No one's going to catch us. No, we're not going to come down with the virus. So you don't throw them. They're going to have state federal special operations forces, you know, covering the helicopters and everything else, sirens going off, you know, they got to, what are they going to put a buzzer, you know, like they're a convict, put something on their leg, and if, if they leave the compound, then, then the buzzer's going to go off. I mean, you don't do that. Work with them. Why is it so difficult to work with people versus, you know, challenging them? Andy in San Antonio. Andy, welcome to a Friday edition of Bagels and Bad Beats, my friend. My man, Scott, how you doing, buddy? Good, Andy. How's uh, how's life in uh, Saudi Arabia? Still sandy? Uh, you know, it's getting getting sandblasted. You know, like always, I sat there, get woke up. And, well, you know, my my sleep schedule is all screwed up right now. I go to bed, I go to sleep for about two or three hours, wake up wide ass awake. Can't just can't seem to go to. So I finally got up. You know, got up this morning, and it was I, I shit you not, Scott. It is so it's bright. Sun, daylight, sun's shining at 4, 4.15 in the morning. Oof. It's the craziest stuff ever. You know, I sit there and wake, you know, you sit there and get moved around, like, see the sun's shining through the through the window. I'm like, man, man, what did I, did I oversleep? Or what the heck? Thinking maybe <laughs> it's 8 o'clock, 8.30. Look at your, you know, look at your, look at your clock, 4.15. What the hell? Really? <laughs> you know, the man, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. But... I heard you talking a second ago. Did I hear you correctly? You said that my, the man, the, the greatest, the man, Johnny Unitas, got married on a date, and then whatever you, the next year or two years later, he got uh, got a divorce, and then a couple years later got married on the same date. Is that correct? Did I hear that correctly? No, it, it was the same day. He got divorced on this day in 1972, and he got married on this day in 1972. So he divorced his wife of some 20 years and decided to hop right back into it. That same, I don't, They went down to the courthouse, I guess, and signed the divorce papers and said, okay, I'm done with you. Next one, come aboard. And he got married that same day. That's wow. weird. In my wow. That's weird in my book. I, I mean, that, that's crazy. I love Johnny. Johnny Knight is, I mean, and you know, the best, one of probably my top three quarterbacks of all time. Love the man, a man before his time. 
But yeah, big gambler. I too. mean, good lord. I mean, I mean, he said that that's cr- that's crazy. I mean, I know. I don't even want to be married to the one I got. And I promise <laughs> you, I told my wife, I said, if, if I said if I ever got a divorce, ever, if if you ever whatever, I she's like, oh well, would you, would you marry again? Hell no. I don't made that mistake once. I ain't doing it again. She gets mad at me when I say that. You know, it took me five years before I married the woman I was. She sat there and she asked me, now we've been together 17, 18 years. Why did it take you so long? Why, why did you marry me in what, five years? I said, man, I said, darling, I said, I don't know why I rushed into that decision. I should have waited another five years. Of course, that gets, she gets pissed off when I say that. Oh, <laughs> man, that's, that, that's insane. Ain't no way in heck. If I sit there and if I get, if I finally get enough nerve to, you know, sit there and get a divorce like he did, am I going to go jump and run? That's like, I don't know, that's crazy. That's, I've never, that's learned something new every day. That's, that's I pretty know. Funny. I know. Pretty funny. Good call, Eddie, buddy. I appreciate it, man. You stay safe there in Thank Saudi you, Arabia. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> you too. I, I just, yeah, I, you know, I, listen, logically, you know, maybe he was waiting for his divorce papers to come in. And they finally came in. I don't know how long that process takes. And then they finally came in that day. And the wife, being the nag that she probably is, said, okay, we got to get married right away before you change your mind. And he probably had to do it in one full swoop. Maybe that's how it went down. But just on the surface, you know, you think the guy would want to breathe just a little, have a little bit of freedom before he hopped right back in, like I said, for the pot of the frying pan. So that's funny, John, and you know, getting married and divorced on the same day Bagels and bad beats for Friday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Friday morning, 844-843-6879. You know, this is a, a sad next story that I want to bring up. Just because I've never heard ill will about this guy, but, you know, his, his legacy is what it is. Vince Carter, one of the all-time greats, right? Never won a championship, but still one of the all-time greats. 22 seasons in the league, finished up his last couple of years with the pathetic Atlanta Hawks. So Hawks didn't make this... Uh, you know, resumed NBA season, so they're done. So Vince Carter, after hanging on for the last several years, has finally announced that this is it. He, he's done. So 22 seasons in the league. Great stat I heard. He's actually played it, and I don't know if this is necessarily true. Sometimes you got to, like, you know, quantify this stuff because if a stat doesn't make sense, it's like, mm, boy, how's that possible? But anyway, four-letter network said that he played against 33% of all players that have ever played in the NBA. He's actually played against 37% of those players. I mean, is that possible? I mean, I, I, that doesn't make any sense. Right? That, that, that can't be. I mean, he played 22 seasons, but the NBA was back in the 70s and the 60s and the 50s. Uh, you can go back into the 40s. I know there weren't that many teams, but is it possible that he has played against over a third of all all players in the NBA. Anyway, that, that's what they said. So 22 seasons, you know, he, he's won slam dunk competitions. He's got a gazillion nicknames, scoring titles. 
And he's a Hall of Famer, absolutely, especially in, in the basketball world where they have referees and foreign players. And it's not an NBA Hall of Fame, it's just a basketball Hall of Fame. So you got high school people and everything else. So, yes, no doubt Vince Carter will be an NBA Hall of Famer, if not first ballot. And I would think second or third for sure, depending on who else is up for a nominee. But what's the problem? The problem is, to me, do I remember Vince Carter with the slam dunks? Yeah. But do I remember him for that? No. Do I remember Vince Carter with the nicknames that he had? Yeah, but do I remember him for that? No. The scoring titles and all the different teams he played on? No. Yes, but no. Sadly, because I, you never heard any kind of scandal at all with, with him. But to me, you mentioned Vince Carter, and I, I can't help but think back. He goes back for his college graduation in North Carolina before Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Playoff Series versus Philadelphia. Had a good game, if memory serves me right. I, I want to say, though, that without looking it up, just using my memory, that didn't he miss a shot, though, in the closing seconds for Toronto that could have wanted? So he, he took, I remember the criticism. Boy, he was just ripped up and down for going home. And, and you know, rightfully so. But he was young in his career. I'm sure he figured, you know what, I'll have a gazillion chances and while he did, playoff-wise, maybe that was his best chance. I don't know. But they didn't win the game. They lose at home to Philadelphia. And he got just ripped for going back home the day before, flying in, if memory serves me right, the day of the game. And uh, he got killed because, uh, you know, they lost. And, and more importantly, you know, beforehand, it wasn't hindsight. It, it was, I remember, the, the, just the debates back and forth. Should he do it once-in-a-lifetime thing? You know, going back for your college graduation, he owes the city and the team of Toronto, though, and this, that, and what have you. That's what I remember him of. 22 years in the league, great player, uh, numerous playoff teams, like I said, uh, all these uh, individual honors. But I remember him for, you know, going back home to North Carolina and getting his degree and kind of screwing things up for uh, for Toronto that year. 844-843-6879. Back to the phones we go. Pete in the Bronx. Pete, welcome to a Bagels and Bad Beats on this Friday morning. Boy, Scott, good morning, by the way. I remember that debate between me, you, and your old partner and that on the old network. Remember yeah. that? That yeah, was absolutely. a huge controversy. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. I, I actually, I got to tell you... you I, I got to tell you, Pete, I, I forget what side I was on. I, I you know, And I don't normally... You know, I, I could normally recite any side of oh, any Scott, debate, you... but I think I was ripping him for going back home. I, I think I was. Yeah, 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 you did rip him. You was with yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I, I think. I ripped him, yeah. too. Yeah, I ripped him, too. But now when you look back in hindsight, he had a bad reputation when he left Toronto. He came to Jersey, and I remember him with the Nets. Guys have season tickets. And remember, I used to tell you my buddy worked for the Nets back then before they moved to Brooklyn. Me and you had to debate about the Brooklyn Arena. Yep. When you yep. said it would never be built. And I used to tell you it's going to be built. Vince changed his image once he came here to the New York metro area. And uh, it's good for him because he became an ambassador for the league for mentoring young players on bad teams. That's why he went to bad teams, because he wanted to be a mentor to the young guys. And from what I was told, he did a phenomenal job in Memphis. Just like Zach Randolph did a great job in Sacramento. And sometimes the players who don't win championships, 
those are things that no one really talks about, but the NBA doesn't forget. And I get a feeling that Vince Carter will be treated so much better than guys who usually were great players who left the league with just money. He's going to be remembered more for being a great mentor, and the NBA is going to take care of him. Now, last time I left you, I said Mom, Rob Manfred was about to have to eat some crow because now they're going to play July 23rd. And you know what, Scott? I don't care. Seriously. The NBA, the NHL, and the and Major League Baseball, because of this, to me, the season is tainted because of the corona, and I'm not going to pay attention to it. Uh, Roger Goodell, do us a favor and open camps on time. He does that. America's happy. The other three sports would disappear. No one cares. The NBA is about LeBron. The NHL, let me say this for the NHL real quick. Congratulations to one of my all-time favorites, Jerome Ginla. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Doug Wilson, why did it take so many years to put that great defenseman in? Hosa, to me, is a dog. We all know that Hosa went anywhere to chase a ring, and he yeah. got in Chicago. He's very lucky for that, but Hosa, I don't give no credit to. But Wilson... And again, uh, it's great to see those two great players in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I ended with this, guys. You know, uh, you have a great weekend, but you know I love you. Um, I'm going to end it with this with you. I'm very, very happy, Scott, very happy that no one's going to pay attention to these sports without coming back. Because let's be honest, Scott, they, this uh, tragedy and my prayers go to people who lost their lives. Scott, you heard that they have uh, got 15 more thousand cases in New Jersey yesterday. You heard about that, Scott? Didn't hear about that, but I, I'm just reading a little something where the CDC says for every one case we know about, they're speculating there are 10 more. So Crazy, there's right? a lot. Yeah. Well, let me just say this. I ended with this. Everybody who's listening, stay safe, Scott. I love you. And, um, be the man that I know you are and keep your family safe, buddy. You're the best. Have a great weekend, buddy. I love you. I'll call you on Monday morning. You're the best. I think, think we lost you there, Pete. Yep. Okay. Well, you too, Pete. Uh, I do appreciate that. Uh, 844-843-6879. It's all free telephone number. I told you the numbers. I think it was uh, – maybe I mentioned it on, on the podcast that uh, they were saying that there are some 8 million, between 8 and 9 million cases out there that they really don't know about so because so many of these cases are asymptomatic you know i I don't you know if you're not feeling the symptoms then why would you go get tested at this point so i i don't doubt that i i I really don't so whether it's fifteen thousand in jersey or whatever the case may be um you couldn't give me a number now where i would be like nah no no way you know i i believe it i i I don't doubt it for a second now it doesn't mean everyone's going to come down with all the symptoms and everything but yeah cdc uh said that accuracy you know who knows but for every one case they're saying that uh basically there are 10 more and oh by the way um another little stat if you're into stats why not we'll throw it out there they're saying there was $1.4 billion worth of stimulus checks that were sent out 
to more than 1 million people. Well, that's just the cost of doing business, Scott. What's the big deal? Uh, one point, let's clarify that. I'll give you some more information. That was $1.4 billion worth of stimulus checks sent out to more than 1 million dead people in America, a congressional watchdog said yesterday. I don't know how they could find that out so quickly, but again, I don't doubt it. I, you know, there's so much money being spent out there, so it's actually kind of funny. Sad, but funny just the same. I disagree, though, Pete, as far as people not caring. It'll be interesting because here's the dilemma you have, and, and there's nothing you can do about it. It is what it is. But if everything goes to fruition and, and all these leagues do resume uh, at the time they're supposed to, and the NFL kicks in and college football kicks in, I mean, you talk about having monster uh, falls as far as sports are concerned. You're going to have NBA playoffs. You're going to have NHL playoffs. You're going to have Major League Baseball going on. You're going to have the start of college football going on. You're going to have the start of NFL going on. You're still going to have golf. You're still going to have NASCAR. I mean, you talk about just – and even horse racing, you have some races, right? The Kentucky Derby is, what, September 1st? I mean, so you talk about a Saturday afternoon – NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, college football, football NFL starting a week later, Kentucky Derby, I think it is for September 1st. I mean, it is just going to be crazy how much stuff is going to be going on on these weekends. I mean, wow. I, I don't know what's going to get lost in the shuffle. I'm guessing, sadly, you know, the NHL because it always seems to. But it is, for a sports fan, it's going to be nirvana. It is going to be absolute nirvana. It really will. If it all comes to fruition. I doubt it. But if so, boy, I tell you what, it is going to be a lot of fun. 844-843-6879. Big of a bad beat on the price. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. On this Friday morning, here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. That's the top of the hour. Uh, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet? It is at Opposite Picks. You want to email me? Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Uh, hit the contact Scott icon and fireways. Our good LL Scott has done. Uh, Scott, when do you think you'll be posting your win totals and other predictions for MLB? Love the shortened season because it means my money is not tied up for six months. I can bet overs, unders, division winners, MVP, et cetera, uh, and then have to cash out in only three months. You killed it with baseball last year, so hopefully that continues. Yes, Scott, uh, you're right about that. We did. We had a phenomenal season last year. Uh, baseball is tough 
because of the odds. And it, it's hard to lay the underdog or bet on the underdogs all the time. Uh, the favorites seem so enticing. But if you play the favorites, then you got to win two out of every three, which seems easy enough. But in reality, it's it's not. And that's why, the, you know, the number one thing with baseball, if you follow someone, then go ahead and follow them. But if he's only posting his win-loss record, then just jump off. Don't, don't follow him because baseball, like hockey, anytime you involve odds versus point spreads and against the spread numbers, then, you know, you can easily have a winning record in baseball, but that doesn't mean you make money. You know, there's a guy here in one of the local papers that plays nothing but two plus to one favorites. And he'll say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm 10 games, 15, 20 games over 500. Well, yeah, because you're betting two to one favorites. But every time you lose, you know, you're whacking two wins off the ledger. You got to go two and one just to break even. In reality, you play two to one favorites all the time. You have to go three and one in order to win money. Because if just for the sake of argument, if you're a hundred dollar better, okay, you win three times, you win three hundred, you lose one time, you lose two hundred, okay, you won a hundred dollars. But if you go two and one, which is a six sixty seven winning percentage, which is pretty good, well, you're gonna win twice, that's two hundred dollars, but you're gonna lose once, now you're minus two hundred dollars, you're even. So you gotta go three to one. So that that's why if, if you follow someone with baseball picks and they just put their win loss record, uh, ignore it because it can be very, very misleading. So we did very well last year. I, I tell you, uh, it goes back to me saying all the time, don't make it more difficult than it has to be. We I, I had a system, which is no great system, but um I was generally just playing on the Dodgers, on the Stankies, on the Astros. There were three or four really good teams I would be playing on, laying some decent odds, but I would normally lay one and a half runs to bring it back, back down. And I would be playing against Baltimore, Miami, Detroit, and Kansas City. Those were the four play against teams. And whenever it's funny, it's and it's true, I'll admit it. Whenever I veered from that and said, boy, you know what? The uh, the the White Sox are playing the uh, Twins, and boy, I like the Twins in that game. Whenever I would veer off and actually try and pick the games, I would lose. I would just you know stick to going against the lousy teams and going on the good teams. And I'll tell you the other thing I started doing last year after the longest time is, and I know this is going to sound like it, it's dumb, but I'm telling you, I had great success last year. We we were way over. I, I was plus two thousand plus units um, when you consider the actual money made, and that is, don't make the mistake. And nearly every baseball player does. Don't make the mistake of using the pitching matchups as to reason why you like a team. And I and I know that that's sacrilegious. Guy, what are you talking about? You know that that's why I like the uh, the, the New York Stankies because they got Garrett Cole pitching. That's why I like the Dodgers because they got the uh, Walker Bueller pitching. Or you know, pick a name and pick a team. I get that, but don't do that because if I had a dollar for every time I played a team because a great pitcher was pitching and that pitcher pitched well for seven innings and the bullpen came in and blew the game, I, I'd be a rich man. Um, I bet series. And that's why I tend to bet underdogs a little bit more as well. I, you know, the, the Reds are playing the, um, you know, p- pick a team, the Nationals this weekend. And I don't know. I just got a funny feeling that they're going to play well because the Nationals have a big time series against the Phillies coming up next. And, and the Reds, this is their chance to, to you know, uh, make a statement. You know, I look for scenarios and then I look for underdogs and then I'll bet that team every single game and in that series. 
And when you bet the underdog, as long as you don't get swept, quite frankly, you could basically break even. You know, and the goal is to go two and one, uh, or you start two and zero, oh, and then you just you don't play them for a third game. But that's how I do it. I, I don't forget the pitching staff. Forget it. Just just don't even acknowledge who's pitching. And I'll tell you the other thing I like to do, which is uh, kind of goofy, but again, over the years this has been successful for me, is I will play also on a team that had a big time big time pitcher pitching the day before and lost. That's what I will do. You'd be surprised how many times that team bounces back and wins the next day with the lesser of the two pitchers. It, it, it's remarkable. You know, circle the pitchers. Garrett Cole with the Stanks. You know, when, when Chris Hale is pitching with the Red Sox, although he won't be this year with his Tommy John surgery. Um, you know, pick each team's a Noah Syndergaard uh, or DeGrom with the Mets. You know, the guy Strasburg Nationals. You know, when those pitchers are pitching, and those teams lose, you play on that team the next day. And I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's amazing. I don't know what it is. Maybe they get pissed off. Maybe, um, you know, they tend to, believe it or not, sit some of the regular starters when the aces are pitching, figuring, okay, we don't need this guy. And then they all play the next game. But uh, those are other little systems that I like. But uh, to your question, uh, yes, uh, Scott, I will be posting those as soon as we get closer to the season. There's no sense, like I said, you know, we could break down every single over-under total that's been put out there as the numbers came out yesterday. But what's the point? You know, you don't know who's playing for these teams about the virus and everything else. Hell, you don't even know where the teams are going to be playing. You know, whether it's going to be at their own facilities or down in Florida with fans, without fans. So. It's nice. It's enticing. But don't don't piss your money away on these totals. It really, you know, but I told you who I like, you know, FanDuel has got Tampa Bay at 17 to one odds. Um, I would be inclined to go with 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 them. But again, I'm not locking my money in any more than I have to. And I'm certainly not going to put any shekels down on a season that's still a solid month away and might not occur anyway. And, you know, you never know who is going to be playing and who isn't going to be playing. You know, no big deal here, but I don't know. I, th I think this next story sends off a bad message. I, I really do. There's been a lot of people trying to set Guinness World Records over the last two months just because there's nothing going on. And I got to tell you, I, I got a gazillion stories here uh, of just uh, if you're watching on YouTube TV, I'm, I'm raising an article uh, uh, every other day. Literally, there's a couple people up in uh, I think it's North Dakota that are setting all these goofy kind of, you know, how many times I can hit a ping pong ball in 10 second records. So Guinness World Records awarded Jesse Combs the title of fastest female driver, I guess. Uh, she's a, a race car driver. So she uh, was clocked at 522.783 miles per hour. So what's the problem, Scott? Well, previous record was 512, so she definitely eclipsed that. No problem there. Um, it was uh, on a dry lake bed, which is normally how they do it uh, in, in Colorado in 2019. A little late to the party, Guinness, but not necessarily a problem there. She was trying to uh, apparently, according to the stories, go 600 miles an hour, which she did not do that. But, uh, oh, by the way, she crashed. And, oh, by the way, she died in the crash. You know, I, I'm not making light of this. I, I'm not. but. Boy, you, you talk about a bad message that you're sending out that this poor woman, you know, tries to accomplish something and unfortunately crashes her car 
and perishes in the crash. And now you're going to say, okay, but because she was going 522 miles an hour while she, you know, before she crashed, we're going to give her the record. I don't know. You know, it's kind of like being in a, uh, you know, a hot dog eating contest or something. You know, you're expected to eat all the food but not throw up. I mean, these goofy records, which are meaningless in the world of life, um, you know, you're supposed to survive, aren't you? I I mean, what kind of message is Guinness sending out that, okay, you could try and set a record that could take your life, but we're going to give you the record anyway because, well, you happen to go the fastest. I, I mean, it's just, I don't know. That That's a weird, maybe they want to honor her, but I, I, I just, it doesn't sit well with me. I, I would think they would say, no, sorry, I mean, she crashed. I mean, we would never want to encourage anyone to try and break this record if it's so dangerous that, you know, chances are you're going to kill yourself. A, a very, a very weird. I, I, I just, uh, certain stories that just don't sit well, and that that is one of them. Uh, I tell you what, we haven't talked about it too much, but the NHL could be in a lot of trouble. Could be in a lot of trouble. Rangers, uh, our Tamini uh, Panarin said that if the NHL and the Players Association can't agree on fixing the league's financial system, and I didn't know it was broke to tell you the truth, then the players should not report to training camps this summer. Now, here's a guy that, oh, by the way, signed a seven-year, over $81 million contract this past offseason. So he's set. And you know, I, so I guess he's doing the honorable thing by thinking of his fellow teammates. But that is the first time I've seen a little crack in the armor with the NHL. You know, the NHL has had a damn good this offseason. You know, baseball, we all know, bickering back and forth. NBA, we all know these guys really seemingly don't want to play except for LeBron James. Football doesn't know if it's coming or going. College football, God forbid, they, they really don't know if they're coming or going. NHL, though, has been pretty smooth sailing. You know, they're, they're whittling the hub cities down. They got a couple of cities still that they have to pick and see where they're going to be playing these games. Unlike the you know MLB folks who are considering playing games in the home facilities, NHL, like NBA are trying to find uh, a couple of hub cities where they can play all their games. There hasn't been any bitching, any moaning, you know, as far as I could see slash here, no one's complained about how much money they're going to be making. You know, unlike again with MLB, I mean, they've really had it pretty darn good. You know, Gary Bettman's a bit of a buffoon, but I'll give him credit for keeping his people in line and keeping peace. That's for sure. So this is the first time though, that uh, I've heard of any kind of uh, disgruntlement with the players to the point where he's even suggesting they should not report to training camp this summer for the upcoming resumption of the season. That is interesting. Real interesting. Maybe there won't be an NHL season after all. Let's uh, hope there is, but uh, if they're starting a little late to the party here, NHL players, if they're willing to slash threaten to walk out now, uh, you thought this would have come up a little while ago. Ted Ginn signed with the Chicago Bears in April, told uh, Good Morning Football yesterday. He thinks Mitchell Trubisky, interestingly enough, is going to be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears this year, not Nick Foles. You know, there's a bet on FanDuel. I don't have the uh, the website open now where you can get on. You can bet on who the starting quarterbacks are going to be for a couple of teams, and the Bears are one of them. And Trubisky was getting odds, almost two to one, I believe, if memory serves me right. So 
That's actually not bad. I thought it's going to be Trubisky also. I really did. As much as they traded for Foles, but they didn't give up a whole heck of a lot. Uh, but they are taking on his contract. And they did decline Trubisky's fifth-year option, which is really a sign of we don't have any faith in you anymore. So there really is nothing on the table that would force them to you know give this job to Foles. I mean, they're both kind of there. But um, I was surprised to see that. But I, I ultimately, I do think it's going to be Trubisky's job. I, I think they're going to go. Bowles is going to be the backup. And they'll give Trubisky four or five games. And it, he's not going to get much more than that in the court of public opinion. I'm sure they're going to be crucifying him uh, if he plays poorly, as he's basically done. So uh, not surprised from my perspective, but I am surprised someone would actually agree with me. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Friday morning. We'll wrap up shop next year. Truly, Scott Wetzel City. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagels and Bad Beats as we close up shop on this uh, Friday morning. Hopefully your weekend goes well. One story really we didn't get to. Uh, basically, we got to most of them today. Kevin Durant was on another podcast yesterday. Boy, he loves to yap, doesn't he? Uh, he says, I probably wouldn't have played with the coronavirus because of the unknown going into the situation. It looks crazy right now seeing so many new cases. Uh, so he says he wouldn't have played if, if even if he was healthy enough to play, which in reality, he actually is healthy enough to play, but he's, he's deciding against it because of what happened last year with his Achilles. So, but I, I tell you what, I mean, that's the last thing, right? I mean, you already got Kyrie Irving sounding off about whether they should play, not play. He's not playing, but he's suggesting his teammates shouldn't play. Then he's backtracking, being accused of all these things. Now you got Kevin Durant, who's obviously not playing anyway, saying that he might not be playing if he, if he could. I mean, if you're a current New Jersey net slash Brooklyn net and you're set to play and you got your two most prominent players already out telling the world that they wouldn't be playing anyway, well, that is a weird combustible situation. That is a weird, weird situation. All right. What's in store for yours truly, Mr. Vegas, uh, on this weekend? You know what? As you get older, you tend to have to make goals for yourself. You know, it used to be just, you know, you lived your life and you did what you did. But now now I got to kind of make a point of things when you have kids and responsibilities and jobs and everything else. So my goal is, I don't know if you could see it. Uh, you can if you're watching on, on YouTube TV, but I got a 50-gallon fish tank behind me that's been sitting there since Christmas. And by golly, I am filling that fish tank this weekend. Come hook or crook. I don't know how, I don't know when, but it is getting done. I may not have fish, but I am getting this sucker up. That is my goal. After six plus months of it sitting there, really almost seven now, I'm filling up my fish tank. That's if I do anything this weekend, that's what I'm doing. Great job by the phone callers, the emailers, and tweeters. Have yourselves a great Friday. We'll talk to you next Monday on Bagels and Bad Beats.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.